right now, another episode of Radio Yesterday, brought to you by ChuckChat.com. Journey into space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in Operation Luna. Morgan and his crew left rocket ship Luna and at the invitation of a mysterious voice that spoke to them over their radios entered the donut-shaped spaceship that had landed near them. Once the strange craft had been boarded and Jet and his companions were settled in its inner cabin, the ship took off. Then contact with the voice was lost due to the magnetic field which surrounded the ship neutralizing the spacemen's personal radios. But even though they had lost contact with the voice, they were, with the aid of a three-dimensional televiewer, able to see where they were going and the country they were passing over. Then, almost without warning, the ship began to drop towards the ground. Oh, oh, blimey! They slowed down kind of sudden, didn't they? I'll have no stomach left at all in a minute. We're going to make a gentle landing anyway. made it. We're down. This must be where we change. Change is right. But for what? We've got to get out first. Or should I say, get let out? I wonder where we are. Well, if we called up that Mr. Mystery, he might tell us. Now that music stopped, the radio should be working. Oh, why don't I keep my big mouth shut? It's the hatch. It's opening. Then come on, what are we waiting for? Let's get out of here. Wait a minute. Don't be in such a hurry. Hey. You can't get out until the outer cabin has been opened, too. Oh, we were trying to call you. I'm sorry. Your radios don't function while the power of our ship is in operation. We found that out for ourselves. Where are we? And what do you want us to do now? First, have a little patience. Now he's lecturing us, like we were kids. In a few moments, the main door of the ship will open and you will be able to go outside. And then? Before you go, I'd like you to look at the televiewer. But it's not working anymore. It switched itself off when we landed. It's warming up. There's a new picture appearing. Hey, what's that? Good heavens. What is it, Doc? Oh, don't you recognize it? I once drew a picture of that. Hey? Yes, on the moon. Don't you remember? It was in the crater. Filled it completely. I saw it on our own televiewer. Yes, that's it. Exactly the same as Doc described. Then what's it doing here on the Earth? Thousands of years before its time. Or after. What's it doing here anyway? So you did see it on the moon. How do you mean? We thought you might have done. You mean you wanted Doc to see it? We didn't mind who saw it, so long as somebody did. Well, you weren't disappointed. And it frightened the living daylights out of us. Yes, because although Doc saw it on the televiewer, neither Jet nor I saw it outside. Of course not. It wasn't there. What? You merely saw a picture of it. Then it wasn't on the moon at all? No, not on the moon. Well, where was it? Where it is now. Not far from the very spot where you're standing. But what, what's the idea? Why show us pictures of those things anyhow? We were trying to contact you. Show you the things that are common to us. We were trying to make you understand what kind of beings we are. Trying to give you a glimpse of the objects that are common to our lives and existence. Well, what's common about that thing? Couldn't you have contacted us in some other way? We tried many ways. First, we sent one of our reconnaissance craft to escort you and try to contact you by radio. 
just as I'm doing now. Well, there wasn't much point in that. Whenever your ships came anywhere near us, all our electrical equipment packed in. That we discovered, eventually. What other ways did you try? For a while, we concentrated only on you. Oh? Well, how? Once we got you away from your ship and your companions, we tried to transport you to where we were. But we failed. You eluded us. Transport me? In what way? In the way we always transport ourselves in space, through time. You didn't exactly fail. I did move in time. I'll say he did. He disappeared for an hour or more. And during that period, time for me went backwards. I returned to my childhood. I know. At least we know you went somewhere. But not in the direction we intended to take you. You just disappeared. Blimey, you want to be more careful in future then, mate. How did you do it? Do what? Disappear like that. It was very clever. But I didn't do it. Not consciously. You didn't? No. Then you're not so clever as we thought. Anything that happened to me, well, to any of us up there on the moon, was your doing. It must have been. We were giving the credit to you. That's why we've been so interested in you. We thought you had secrets we might learn and use to our advantage. We've been thinking exactly the same thing about you. But you do have things we wish to know about. Your ships and the power that drives them. Your apparent ability to travel through time. Those things are mere theories where we come from in the 20th century. You cannot travel through time? No. Well, not wittingly. We haven't the least idea how we got where we are now. All we do know is that your ships and you had something to do with it. Then how do you travel from one part of the universe to another? We don't. We never have. The furthest we ever got was from the Earth to the Moon, and we got back again, but with disastrous results. We don't belong here. This is not our world. It's not ours, either. Then what are you doing here? Thousands of years ago, we began to colonize the Earth. Colonize it? Yes, but we don't belong here. We don't belong anywhere. How do you mean? Our own planet is dead. Gone. Which planet? The one which gave us birth. Where we developed and progressed. But now we can never return to it. Why not? I told you. It is gone. Dead. Then what killed it? Its sun blew up. Eh? Once it was a star like your sun, with planets, life-giving planets, revolving around it. And then it began to expand, became a giant red star of such colossal size that it extended far beyond the orbits of the planets that revolved around it and consumed them. Our home was roasted out of existence. Well, how did you get away? Long before our world began to be threatened by our own sun, we had learned how to travel through space, but only to planets within our own system. When the danger of destruction grew nearer, we were compelled to find a means of escaping from our own planetary system altogether. It was then that we learned to travel through time. But why didn't you travel backwards, back to the time before your sun began to expand? We did. Didn't that solve your problem? How would you like to live yesterday all over again? do exactly the same things in exactly the same way, and be denied the knowledge and experience that the future alone has to offer. Yes. Yes, it could get very dull. We soon learned that the only way was forward, not back. So forward we went, across the universe, looking for a new planet, a home, a place to live, a pleasant, hospitable place, with a young sun and all the elements necessary to life. And you found it? Yes. Here, the Earth. When we arrived here, life was in its early stages, but it had been firmly established. This was the most beautiful, the most hospitable planet we had ever discovered. 
warm, friendly. So you settled here? Yes. And how'd you like it? At first, very much. But now the time has come for us to leave. To wander through the universe hoping to find another planet like Earth. But one that doesn't contain the threat of total destruction. As this does. What, you mean our sun's expanding? It's going to blow up? No. The thing that exists on the Earth now that is about to drive us away wasn't here when we first came. What is it? It must be very powerful to drive you away. It is very powerful. Something we cannot understand. Cannot fight against because we don't know how. What is it? You will know soon enough. Right now it's time for you to come outside. And meet us. Or what is left of us. I... Don't be too surprised by what you see. How do you mean? I told you. We are very unlike you. We are not even of this earth. Life on our own planet was different. and We have developed in a different way. You can have no idea of how we look. But you will find out soon. Now the door will open and you may come out. Hey, no, no, wait a minute. Jet, Jet, can't he give us some idea of what he looks like first? Yes, Jet, it might be just as well. You never know. Call him. Ask him to show himself on the televiewer at least. It's too late. The door's opening. not answering. Well, why not? There's no music on it. He should hear us. Hello, can you hear me? Maybe he doesn't intend to answer. He's probably afraid the sight of him will horrify us so much we won't want to go out. We want to go back. Well, he said we could if we wanted to. We don't have to do anything we're not happy about. But he can't want us to go back, or why should he bring us here in the first place? Yeah, that's what's bothering me. For all we know, the minute we step outside, we'll be pounced on and, and locked up in a cage. Why in a cage? Well, because we're different from him. We interest him. Yeah, I expect these local zoo could make a lot of money with us shut up in it, like a lot of apes. Can't you see them gathering round us and poking us with sticks? Lemmy, we don't even know if they realise what a zoo is, least of all money. Well, all right. As scientific specimens, then. What would our scientists do if they found some kind of animal they'd never seen before, hey? Completely different. They wouldn't give it a banana and send it home, would they? They'd have it all nicely locked up in no time, and it wouldn't matter what the animal felt about it. Yeah, there's something in that, too. Well, we could at least go as far as the door, then see if we fancy going any further. And if we don't, how are we going to take off again and get back to where we came from? Yeah, Doc's right. Whatever we do, we're at the mercy of the voice and his kind. We can't sit here forever, so we might as well go out. All right. We'll go as far as the main door for a start. Right, up you go, Jet. Go on, then, Lemmy. Don't hang behind. Oh, I'm coming. No need to get at me. Ah... Let's see what we can see from the main door. Land sakes, what's that? It must be a city of some kind. The city of domes. Every one of them exactly like the dome I saw on the moon. Exactly. How can they tell one from the other? They must be houses of some kind. Yes. 
And it's as if the main part of them is built underground. And only the roofs, the domes, are above. Maybe they live underground, like rabbits. Can you see any sign of life, mm. any movement? No, the place seems deserted, completely deserted. Yeah, probably keeping out of sight. Waiting to grab us when it's too late for us to get back in the ship. If they were going to be violent, they could come into the ship and do it. Oh, well, yes. Well, I suppose they could. Well, come on. Let's get down to ground level at least. Oh, if only we had a gun or something, I'll feel a lot better. Why didn't we bring one with us? Maybe you don't need guns to explore a lifeless world. Yeah, this ain't no lifeless world. No, but the moon is, and it was the moon we set out for. Well, I'll feel much better with a gun in me hand, just the same. All down now? Yes, Jet. Now keep close together. We'll go over to that town or whatever it is. See just what those domes are. Well, they're solid enough. The walls are anyway. Don't seem to be any kind of doors in any of them either. Well, there didn't appear to be any kind of door in the ship we just arrived in, but there was one. Beats me how they can conceal all the joints. I'd swear there was no break anywhere in this wall. Right, let's move on to the next dome. See if that's any different. No, just the same. How many is that we've looked at? Oh, a dozen at least. Hundreds more, literally hundreds. Curious how everything is curved. Not a straight line to be seen anywhere. Well, let's keep looking. Blimey, what's that? Over there. See it? An animal. It must be old man mystery. Stand still. Don't move. Oh, I don't think it can be him, Lemmy. It's, it's a cat-like creature, but large, very large. Well, let's hope he's had his dinner. Stand still, Lemmy. Don't move. He seems very curious about us. He's not coming any closer. He's just staring at us. Yeah, probably wondering which one of us looks the fattest. Oh, blimey. He's going. <sighs> uh, he's going away. And good riddance. I don't move yet. Let him get completely out of sight. Oh, look, what a time to choose to stop and have a scratch. Shut up, Lemmy. He's off again. Now he's gone. Around one of the domes. Oh, boy. If he'd chosen to attack us, we wouldn't have stood a chance. It would have been easy meat for him. What kind of animal was it? Macarodontini. Hey? Uh, Macarodontini. Oh, that's what I thought it must be. A tiger, saber-toothed. Didn't you see the tusks jutting down from his upper jaw? Oh, is that what they were? Well, that about establishes what period of time we're in. That thing couldn't be in the future. And it also establishes that we're not safe out here. That we've got to get back to the ship and quick. Yes, I suppose we'd better. It'll be getting dark soon, and who knows what we might meet. Come on, then, let's go. Which way are you going? Well, this is the way, isn't it? No, Jeff, this way. Now, wait a minute. Which was the last building we looked at? Well, the one directly behind us. No, that one there, over on the left. Wait a minute, I'm not sure. It could be any of them. There's no way of distinguishing one from another. I swear it's this way. And I know you're wrong, it's this way. Now, hold on a minute. We'd better face it. None of us knows which is the right way. With all these buildings identically shaped, all at equal distances from each other, it's impossible to tell which way we came. And we shouldn't have come so far, not without taking our bearings first. The fact is, we're lost. We don't know which is the way back. I don't think we're getting anywhere near the outskirts of this place. If anything, we're going deeper into it. Well, there's no point in going on any further. We must stop and think this over. Well, how's that going to help? Look, when we came out of that ship, did any of you notice which way the sun lay? Not me. I was too concerned with what we'd find. I didn't even think of it. No, me neither. So we don't even know at which point of the compass the ship is standing in relation to this... this city. And we were fools not to notice. Wouldn't be of much use to us anyhow. The sun's about to set. Well, the stars would have guided us. 
We don't even know which way we want to go. Well, maybe if we climb to the top of one of these domes, we could get high enough to see the ship before it gets too dark. And what do we use for footholds? It'd be like trying to climb a wall of glass. No, <laughs> climbing's out of the question. Then what are we going to do? Stay out here all night with those muck, uh, uh, them tigers, and never knows what walking about and licking their chops? Unless we find a way out of this maze, that's just what we'll have to do. Hello? Hello, Luna. Listen, do you hear anything? What? Listen. Yeah, it's the voice. But where's it coming from? It seems to be coming from the ground. You mean he's under there? Hello, Luna. Hello. No, it's not. It's coming from Lemmy's helmet. Aye? Hey? Lift it to ear level. Listen to it. Yeah. Hello, Luna. Can you hear me? It is him. I must have left my radio switched on or knocked it on by accident. Put your helmets on, all of you. Switch on your radios. Hello, Luna. That's better. I wonder how long he's been calling us. Hello, we can hear you. Why didn't you answer me before? We didn't have our helmets on. Our radios are in them. I see. But we've called you before. You didn't answer us. No, we were too busy watching you. Watching us? Do what? Exploring our city. Then it is a city. Yes. Does that surprise you? Many forms of life all over the universe live in community. Yeah, now then, what's the idea of watching us? Just curiosity and interest in you. See how you would react to what you saw. All we did was get lost. And meet a tiger... Do you know those things are hanging around? Of course. Lots of other animals, too. They often wander through our streets. What, you mean you let them? Why not? They do us no harm, and we certainly do them none. But one normally expects a wild animal to attack you. Attack? Yes, attack. Fly at you. Kill you, maybe. Unless you kill him first. The thought never occurred to me. Well, then, how do you protect yourself from such creatures? They never bother us, nor we them. Oh, I see. Here, Chet. They must look more horrible than we thought. Even a saber-toothed tiger's scared to go near them. Quiet, Lemmy. Remember, he can hear every word you say. Have you seen enough of the outside of our city? More than enough. We want to get back to that ship where we feel safe. You are afraid? Well, wouldn't you be in our place? I don't think so. Animals are timid. But you have no reason to be. Because unlike the animals, you can reason. Oh, I don't see that that follows at all. It's just because I can reason that I know when to be scared. You must be more primitive, more backward than we thought. Yeah, now, there's no need to go getting personal. You told us yourself we were in great danger. That's how you persuaded us to come here, to get out of it. To be in danger is not necessarily to be afraid. Well, no, I don't suppose it is. Look, whether we're scared or not, we have no desire to remain here all night. Can you guide us back to the ship? At least we can stay there until morning. If you really wish it. I was about to guide you somewhere else. Where? <clears throat> to me. Oh, is that far? No. Very close. What do you say, Mitch? Shall we go? That's why we left the ship in the first place, isn't it? We could go back there for the night, come out again in the morning. What, and spend the night on a cold metal floor without so much as a blanket between us? I take it you're for going on then, both of you. Yes, dear. I am. All right. What do we have to do? Where do we go? You see the dome in front of you? Yes. Walk round to the other side of it, the opposite side. Just that? Nothing else? No, nothing else. All right, gentlemen, let's go. Oh, I suppose we know what we're doing. Well, can we? we just got to trust to luck, that's all. Well, if you ask me, it's a long chance we're taking. Quiet, Lemmy, do stop nattering. Well, it's all right for you. You don't know how I'm feeling. I said keep quiet. That's far enough. Just here? Doesn't look any different from the other side. No different at all. Just another dome. Hey, wait. Huh? Look, the wall's opening up. Good heavens. Stand back, keep away. Lemmy, not that far away. Come back. Don't start to run or we'll only get lost again. It's a door, an octagonal door, just like those panels in the ship. And there's a light behind it, a very strong light. Well, it's wide open now. Yes. Why don't you come in? Well, uh, 
<laughs> Do you prefer to spend the night outside? Uh, no, we don't, thank you. We'll come in. Come on, I'll lead. Be careful, Jet. Take a good look round first. It seems safe enough. Just a passageway leading downwards deep into the ground. Where to? Well, it ain't the Bakerloo line, that's certain. Uh... It's well lit, too. At least this end is. Seems to be darker further on. Well, let's go. Let's get inside. Yes, Mitch. Uh, come on, Doc. Okay. And you, Lemmy. All right. Nothing's happened to us so far. Hey, listen. Well, what is it, Lemmy? Can't you hear? What? Nothing. Quiet, isn't it? Come on, let's get going. Wait a minute. Something's happening. There's that noise. What the... It's all right, Doc. It's the door. It's closing again. Oh, just as well. If that tiger saw it open, he might get ideas about coming in and spending the night with us. Let's keep going. How long is this tunnel, I wonder? What's at the end of it? We'll find out soon enough. Don't be in too much of a hurry. Say, you notice anything? What? The dark part of this passage seems to keep the same distance from us. We don't get any closer to it. Now you mention it, Mitch, we don't. How can you account for that? Did you notice anything else? What's that, Lenny? The part we've left behind us is all dark, too. There's no sign of the wall we came through. What is going on? Shall we turn back? I don't know. Yeah, let's turn back. I don't like this. It's uncanny. No, look, you wait here. I'll turn back. What, in, in, into the darkness? Doc, you keep me in sight, and Mitch, you watch the other way. See if anything peculiar happens in that direction. Right. Okay. Oh, here I go. Take your time, Jack. I will. You just keep your eye on me. Can you still see me? Yep. You don't sound too sure. Hey, I can see the door now. Can you see us? Yes, but there seems to be a patch of darkness between you and me. Uh, I thought there would be, eh? Well, don't you see, Lemmy? What? You mean it automatically lights up ahead of you and blacks out behind as you walk along? Yes. Jet, come on. It's all right. Let's keep going. I don't think we're ever going to come to the end of this tunnel. Well, there must be an end to it somewhere. No, it doesn't follow. If it's like everything else in this place, built on a circular pattern, all we'll do is end up where we started. We can even see where we're going. With the light going out behind us and darkness always just ahead. It's, it's uncanny. I'm glad you admit it, at least. Hey, hey, wait. Stop a minute. What is it, Doc? See? Directly ahead. A, a pinpoint of light. A bluish light. What? Where? I can... There. Oh, yes, I can. Well, what do you suppose that is? I wish I had the faintest idea. It looks just like an eye. Eh? Well, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, now you mention it, it does. It's as though it's watching us, staring at us. Yeah, hey, Doctor, it's a favor. You, you... Here. That couldn't be the voice, could it? How can an eye be a voice? I mean, his eye. Only one? Why not? If he's as different from us as he says he is, maybe he's only got one. Maybe that's all he is. Just an eye. How could an eye stay up in the air like that with no support? Hello? <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. We're in the tunnel, the air shaft, or whatever it is. Well? We've been walking down it for a long time. Of course. Now we can see a light, a, a bluish kind of light, very small and straight ahead. 
We don't quite know what to make of it. You must keep walking until you reach it, and then pass through it. Where do you think we are, mice? We can't get through a hole that size. You're quite a long way from it yet. It will grow as you approach it. Oh, I see. Then we'll keep going. And thank you. It's a pleasure. It's more than it is for me. Well, let's get started. If that light is really as big as he says, we have a long way to go before we reach it. Yeah, yeah. right. right. opening anyway. Yeah, circular, of course. But what is it that lies on the other side? And who's going to take first look? Well, that door's big enough for all of us to take first look together. Yes, Jim. Wow. Heavens, did you ever see it? It's all a dream. It must be. It's a nightmare. A beautiful nightmare. And it is daylight. How can it be daylight underground at night? And where's the sun? Well, there's no sun, I grant you, but the sky's... Oh, it's not the sky. It's a roof. An enormous spherical roof. Well, this whole thing is artificial. But it looks so real. Like a genuine fertile plain viewed from the top of a high cliff. Look at those trees and, and, and things down there. They're trees like a, well, like I never saw before. It's warm like a pleasant spring day. It's like a huge garden. A colossal, beautiful garden. You know, it's a different country, a different world. An artificial world laid out under the largest dome I've ever seen. How does it keep up there with no pillars to support it? And there must be millions of tons of earth above it. The pressure must be fantastic. Oh, look at those lovely flowers. Here, Kew Gardens is just a window box compared to this. Oh, whoever built this place must have a great love of beauty. Hello, Luna. Hey, Jet, he's calling. Hello? Hello, yes. Well, how do you like our home? Is this where you live? Is this your city? What is left of it? I'd hardly call this a ruin. No, not a ruin. But a city is not alive without inhabitants. And they are all gone. Or nearly so. But why do you live underground? The climate of Earth is too violent for us to live on its surface. Ah, they can't be so tough as we thought. Well, you can't stay up there. To one side of you is a long flight of steps. Well, that's the longest flight of stairs I've ever seen. Fall down that lot and you get a nasty bump. I'll be at the bottom. Waiting for you. Oh, blimey. Oh, come on. No point in hanging about here. Right home. Touched bottom. What now? I suppose we better follow this path. It's the only one. There's one thing I'm grateful for. And what's that, Lemmy? Well, it ain't likely to be any saber-toothed tigers down here. Hey, look. Hey, what, Doc? Another sphere. Oh, a complete one this time. Not just a dome. Hello. Yes. You're getting very close to me now. Oh. In a few moments, we shall meet. Are you in that diving bell or whatever it is? Yes. I am. Do you want us to come in there, or, or will you come out? The door will open, but you needn't enter. You may like just to look in first. Very well. Here, I don't like this. Let's go back. No, Lemmy, stay where you are. Door's opening, all right. Can you see anybody? Anything in there? No, it's rather dark. It... Yes, I can. There, see? Oh, no! God bless oh, 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 no! No, he can't be! Ah, let me get out of here! Let me! Ah. Come back! Come back! You 
have been listening to episode 10 of Journey into Space with Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and David Williams as Mitch, and with Derek Guiler. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. Charles Chilton.